Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He lays a clankus. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Now, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, Tom and William, I believe you guys got to go to Galaxy's Edge just not that long ago, right? We yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we've got a couple of announcements, and then we're just going to kind of walk through the park. I have not gotten to do that, and I have not heard anything other than what I've kind of read here and there online. So I'm excited. Ha- have you read uh, like a lot of the detailed previews at all? I So I read one for the lightsaber-making thing, okay. and that's been about it. Oh, okay, so you're going to – I'm excited to hear your thoughts then. Yeah, I'm excited to hear all of it, especially because <laughs> I haven't even asked you in, you know, when we've talked uh, before the show. So Okay. Yeah. Well, the the cool thing I think in this respect, um, you're going to get two different aspects of the lightsaber experience. You're going to get Williams actually going through the lightsaber experience, and me because I didn't go through it, but I still walked away with the lightsaber. So that's going to be two different uh, experiences, basically for the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But before that, we have big, 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 big news. Um, <laughs> Star Wars. I had to. Celebration Anaheim it will be taking place August 27th through 30th, 2020. That's just 430 days away as, we'll re- as we're recording this. The countdown has begun. Yes. Um, if, you're, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry because uh, four-day tickets are already sold out. They went like hotcakes. Um, I uh, think they probably – I'm going to, I'm going to, to think – they appeared to maybe have gone out within like hours. Yeah, it was like it was like you know three hours maybe three yeah, four hours. Yeah, it was five yeah, max. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, Chicago sold out in. It wasn't like a week or two, five days, something like that. So this was significantly faster than I was expecting. I, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but it was it was a few days. This four day ticket sold out in hours. Hours. So. And, and as of this writing, again, you know, tickets went up on sale on uh, Thursday, sorry, Friday morning. Friday. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday. Um, and yeah, tickets are already sold out for four day. And Friday tickets are already 85% sold out. Saturday is yeah, also was, gone. And and that was a report that I saw earlier today that it's 85%. So if you're planning on going, you got to act quick because right now, like William said, Saturday's already sold out. Friday's going quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Sunday. So same thing with the hotels. Hotels aren't really fast too. I suspect that's because they're going to be holding this at the convention center in Anaheim. Yeah. And it is, uh, it is much smaller than McCormick place in Chicago, um, which is the biggest convention center in the country. I, I'm glad they're at least not, you know, I mean, I'm sure it'll be packed, but they're not overflowing the space. You know, they're limiting it at least a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate for people who can't get in, but it's the right thing to do to have the best yes. experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the best thing to say, all three of us are going to be there the four days. Yes, we will. Yes. Uh, so we're looking forward to bringing you all of the coverage next August. And and it's pretty much what we had uh, theorized, August. Yeah. Uh, August of next year. So, um, you know, get ready. I, w- I would, I hope they do something Galaxy's Edge uh, to coincide with the celebration because it's just, you know, right around the corner. 
kind of hoping so cool. for that. It it, it kind of makes sense if it's right across the street. Yeah, I would not. I I would bet money that they would. They're gonna do some yeah. sort of special ticketed event. Um, but uh, that's not the only news we got. Uh, E three was last week last week two weeks ago uh in uh in anaheim as well actually in los angeles um and uh actually i think i don't think it was actually in anaheim it was just outside but it was in la and um they we got we got some news on not one but two star wars games i'm looking forward to the second one so that was a huge surprise so we we got yeah. jedi fallen order um and uh Steven, you know, you and I watched the the E3 uh, uh, media briefing together. Yeah. What did you think of the Jedi Fallen Order gameplay and uh, some of the details they, they announced? I, I'm cautiously excited. I want to see a lot more. Um, the story trailer didn't really do anything for me. It's all a little bit of the generic, but at, like a good Jedi lightsaber combat game is exactly what the doctor ordered. So. Mm-hmm. To me, the, I, I'm ready. The combat did look pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty good. I know they kept talking about how thoughtful it is. Um, it also looked very much like the Force Unleashed meets, mm-hmm. um, meets like a Jedi Outcast meets uh, God of War meets Tomb Raider and Uncharted. Like it, it's, you could tell they're they're blending together a, a, a number of really high profile, well made games. Uh, which is exciting to see. We got to see a level on Kashyyyk. Saw Gerrera makes an appearance. That was surprising. It took me a while to, to really look at that and going, is that Saw Gerrera? Yeah, uh, voiced by Forrest Whitaker, I believe. That's cool. So um, Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think they're doing, uh, they're really going all out in this game, and it just sounds, sounds amazing. I am so looking forward to uh, to this and it's really one of the top games coming out later this year um you know the the there there's i mean there's there's a few high profile games but it's it's a little bit quieter of a fall than uh than usual so i think jedi fallen order is, is primed to um to steal a lot of the spotlight it's still early i think some of the graphics look still a little bit on the bland side but i think a little bit of you know a few months more polish will do it a lot of good and Help, um, break. I, I felt the same way about the um, uh, Battlefield Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Battlefield Battlefront Two, though. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm excited. Respawn knows what they're doing. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, I'm I'm more excited about the second one that's coming out because we're going to be getting a brand new Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, covering all nine films. Yes, and. If uh, it's coming out next year on pretty much every yes. major platform, and if you are uh, if you're a longtime Lego Star Wars uh, gamer, if you've played uh, like Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga, does that does that make this the complete complete saga? Uh, I think this is the complete <laughs> complete saga because I think I have on my uh, iPad the complete saga. But you know, I, I think at this point, right? They had they had Lego Star Wars: The Original Trilogy. They had the the, the prequel Lego trilogy, Star Wars Lego too. Star Wars. Right, they had uh, the complete saga, which basically took the prequels uh, uh, and the um, uh, and the original trilogy. Um, and so, we, we, some of these levels we played multiple times at this point. And so, mm-hmm. when I'll be honest, when I first saw the news of the Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, as much as I love the Lego Star Wars games, I'm like, oh well, we're just gonna they're gonna take the last six you know movies worth of levels, repackage them up, and give us you know 
uh, three more films and call it a day. No, this is all brand new content. Every single Yay. level is brand new, uh, which I think is great, great news. Um, I would not be surprised if there's a little Easter egg somewhere in there to where you can play, like, let's say, a level from one of the other games at some point. Potentially, yeah. I'm yeah. just glad they're, they're doing something new. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, even, so am even I. if it's the same story, they're doing different levels uh, on uh, you know, about that story. There will be um, 45 levels in all, so about five levels per film. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Lego always does such a wonderful job with their... Uh, with their... Um, for their video games and this one it's the humor it's the lego it's humor, the humor it's but the it's also gameplay thing. they're very accessible oh yeah you know they're great co-op games with family and uh, i think this one they're they're really upping the 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 gameplay as well and um uh, uh you know now adding different combos and you know it's not like a one hit kill anymore you actually see uh, uh like hit points coming off of the characters as you as you take down their health um so yeah, I, I think they're this this will be a really fun one. It's it's targeted sometime next year. Uh, no date yet, probably because of the secrecy around mm-hmm. uh, the rise of Skywalker. Um, they may who knows who knows if they've seen it. Uh, the bits and pieces. Oh yet God, I wouldn't Earth, be surprised. Or, or if they're you know waiting until uh, after to get most of the the levels built. Who knows? Um, but yeah, the uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga coming soon but first we had our own uh adventure uh in galaxy's edge yes and please it was tell me more well okay so so let's start it this way steven what would be the first question you would want to ask us Other... oh my <laughs> so good intro yes galaxy's oh, nice. edge steven what, what what are your what are your first thoughts i mean yeah, where, where do we where do we thought? where do we start there's so much yeah i know that's so you walk like what how do you get in the park what is the entrance like just let's start there the just just the basics okay the for me the best thing about because we went twice or i went twice i know william you, you went in a few four, more times four, four than times me. yeah yeah spent 14 lucky. hours total in the park yeah it was kind of insane I, I don't know <laughs> how i'm not surprised did. william okay so the, what got me because i'll let william take the next one but what got me going in there for the first time on that eight o'clock on saturday morning was they brought us in right past uh thunder mountain in that entrance and the cool thing about it was you had that archway as you came in. And once you came through that archway, then it was like the whole marketplace was in front of you. So it's like when you walk into Cars Line and you have that nice big arch as you walk by, I think, Radiator Springs in, in California Adventure. You go through that archway and it's like this whole world just opens up. It's the same thing for me when I walk through that spot from Frontierland. Just through that archway, that whole world just opened up. And you're just like, wow. <laughs> yeah it was really cool so well william you take it because you that was my first time going in what was your impression going in the first time because you went in at night yeah You're- so yeah it was a little a little different so we we i went in uh as I mentioned uh we had four reservations because right now i've actually the the reservation period ends ended this today. week and ended today yeah um but for the first month you had to have a reservation you could only be in the park and the land for four hours at a time um 
So naturally, we got um, <laughs> three in a well, row you, on Saturday guys, and one on Friday had night. Four. Yeah, you guys had four. <laughs> uh, my son Eric and I had two of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, we, uh, I mean, hey, if you're going to go travel that far, you might as well uh, uh, experience it. And boy, did and, we and it experience it. It worked out. It did. It did. And so yeah. uh, for the reservation period itself, you know, you only have four hours and uh, you pick up your wristbands over at the Star Wars launch bay on the other side of the park. Yep. Uh, and I think one thing that was really impressive to me was just the crowd control. They did a pretty good job of they did really well. uh, ensuring that it was never too busy. Uh, but depending on the time of day, they they let you in with different entrances because there are actually three different right. entrances and exits to to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but only one, at least during the reservation period, is is used at mm-hmm. any given time. And so, you know, unlike uh, I think you came out right near the the um, uh, you came in near the the, the marketplace, and right. the Savi's workshop. We came in on the far side, the. Uh, the westernmost oh, hungry bear side, yeah, exactly by um, uh, by bear country, and yeah, you know, I guess that's what the way they do every evening um, uh, group, and it, you know, so there's like a long walk, and you start to see, you know, unlike the way Tom came in, right? You come up through this right. tunnel, and all of a sudden, boom, you're in the middle of Galaxy's Edge, the the uh, the city uh, of Black Spire Outpost. Um, when you come in through the the, the western side, uh, you you walk through, and it's just kind of more like a um, like a somewhat alien wilderness, you know. Like the the, the first thing um, you know you see is like a uh, a couple um, almost like moisture evaporator like structures, mm-hmm. but they're not. Um, and you know, and a couple like Star Wars branded trash cans with Arabush on them. And <laughs> actually, I, I sent I sent a picture of the Star Wars. Uh, a branded trash can to a few friends and, and Stephen, your your wife texts me back like you're in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and that's what you choose to show yes. us. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised though. Let's be wow. honest. Uh, yeah, but okay. It's but, the first thing but you the, saw, but then like you know, you start to see an X-wing and you start to see an A-wing, and then you walk in and you're in the in the city. So it was kind of more of a yeah. slow burn uh, entering. Okay, but um, yeah. they did an amazing and, job secluding the place from the rest of the park you can't hear they it did. you can't see it uh it really does feel like you're in a whole other galaxy um yeah. the only time you can actually there's there's two times you can see outside of the park you can never hear it uh only two times you can hear outside of the park and uh, sorry see uh right one is if you look really carefully uh one of the spires is actually a spire from uh, the, the the mountain in uh oh shoot which ride is it oh is it thunder mountain thunder mountain yeah big yeah, thunder, thunder mountain. mountain yeah and then so but but it's it's painted the the other spires in black spire outpost are painted to look similar to it so you don't really even notice mm-hmm. and then uh it, it, there's one part of the park if you look really carefully way 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 off in the distance you can see the tent for um, yeah um uh, somewhere in fantasy land, fantasy I, land. I think it's uh it's I can't remember what it is, but yeah, somewhere in fantasy. Yeah, land. but like it's so far away, it's almost mm-hmm. like they did an amazing job. Even the train yeah. runs, the monorail runs right past Galaxy's Edge. You don't hear it at all. Um, so yeah, they they did a really good job, and and, and crowd management was was pretty good too. I mean, aside from sorry, I know this is probably <laughs> this is probably boring. I'm talking know, about I... crowd management. Uh, in the, fir- but... the first uh. 
first no, Star Wars I, experience. It's actually part of the experience, though, because if you it, think about yeah. how busy something like Disneyland can get, and especially mm-hmm. a brand new park, like yeah, right. I mean, I the thought fact it was that you guys be... could get in there and enjoy it is actually, I'd say, pretty important. That's and, true. And I think, and I think that was the one thing that made the experience very enjoyable was it was such a big land, and I think the amount of people that were landing in at one time, you had the experience to actually. I'm not going to say stroll, but you had the experience where you're not sitting there like in a convention center, crowded with people, not able to move. Mm -hmm. You were able to move. You were able to take time to look at the details. I mean, definitely there are details throughout that whole section that were just amazing. Yeah. You know, there there were every once in a while, there were a couple lines, um, depending on when you went. Uh, I noticed that when we went first thing in the morning, to kind of get in uh, Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, there was no line. Yeah. But we did the afternoon shift when I did it from two to six w- with the group. There was actually a line to get into Doc Ondor's. And then the cantina, um, I wasn't able to get to can- into the cantina at all in the morning or in the afternoon because uh, it just got to a point where I think William and I in the afternoon, we went to go basically run the cantina. And right when we got in line, we're just like, okay, this is as far as it is. Before us, they said, "Boom! It's a cutoff at this point." Yeah, I mean, everybody wanted to get in, which was which was kind of unfortunate. So the right. the um, the line to get in is massive. Like, yeah, it's enormous. Yeah, uh, at the beginning of each four you know four hour reservation period. Um, but once you're in the park, it's actually not that bad, with the exception no. of uh, Savi's workshop to build a lightsaber, yep. and uh, as you said, Tom, the cantina, uh, Oga's yeah. cantina. Those two, if you did not get in line right when the park opened, you weren't getting in at all. Yeah, uh, wow. for your four-hour reservation, which is unfortunate. Uh, but you know, those are much more limited. Uh, with the exception of that, everything else was not that bad. Uh, no, in, in, for the morning and ev- late evening shifts, um, the lines were not bad at all. Uh, the Millennium Falcon tended to fluctuate between between twenty and forty-five minutes. 45 yep. right at the wow, beginning. Wow, that of fast? It. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would have expected it to be way longer. Exactly. But, yeah. So it, it was to be like 40, 40, 45 minutes at the beginning of mm-hmm. a four hour reservation because they had each 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 block overlapped by an hour. Yeah. But if you waited till the second or third hour, you could get 20 minutes. And if you went yep. at midnight, uh, right before they closed, or like 11, 30, 11, 11.30, right before the park closed, if you had the last reservation, the Millennium Falcon was five minutes. And I, we could just go over and over and over. Yeah. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that. I have to. I have to hand it to the people down there at at Disneyland. They really, really worked on co- crowd control, and it was very well done. It was great. Yeah. In the last hour of your reservation, it started to get a little busier, and you're like, yep. "Oh, here comes the next group." Um, and but it was never was too like, bad. Yeah, and but there, I think there was one part for me. I think it was that last hour of the the afternoon one. Mm-hmm. I must have been in the wrong area when they were landing in that crowd because it did feel at that point as the crowd was coming in, it got a little, you know, impacted. But again, it was the overlap because they're bringing them in when you've got just one, you know, your one hour left. Yeah. So, and and it's, it's hard to describe the details you go walking through that place. It really is. Yeah, again, yeah, amazing crowd control. And, and yeah. to your point, Tom, the the detail everywhere you look is like tiny little you know, little Easter eggs, little, yep. you know, whether it's like print, you know, paw prints or the fact that everything, I mean, they just opened two weeks, you know, we were there. We, they opened two weeks after we were there, sorry, two weeks before we were there, excuse me. And it already looked weathered. 
and mm-hmm. you know beaten up and looked like the place had been lived in and had existed for hundred you know hundreds of years yeah and you know it was well because like of course old. it was yeah and and i think somebody somebody within the group may have mentioned that you know as you know southern california sun kind of gets into the park it's going to weather it that little bit more and it's mm-hmm. really if it's done correctly it's really going to add to the land just you know i hate to say it when with the sun beating down on it it's really going to make it look even more i mean it's authentic the way it is but just think about over time how more authentic it's going to be as being this you know outpost on the edge of the galaxy yeah i mean it was um it was very open but also yes. had a surprising amount of shade uh, yep. thanks to a lot of trees and like, they actually did a good job stylizing the trees to make them look a little um, otherworldly and, you know, archways and uh, buildings that could kind of block the sun uh, and indoor and outdoor locations. So, you know, I thought mm-hmm. um, it, it actually was not that, that bad, thankfully. No. Yeah. They did a good job. Okay. Was there any other decor or just like kind of attention to detail that really stood out to you? Uh, for me, Doc Ondors. You go walking in there. I mean, I I sat here in Doc Ondors and just like took a photo starting from left to right and just iPhoned it straight across that's, with that's, all the detail. Let's, let's pretend for a moment, Tom. What is Doc Ondors? Doc Ondors Den of Antiquities. It's the place where you can pick up the um, you can pick up your lightsabers in there, but they're the the pre-made lightsabers, the ones where you can this get is, like. So this is kind of gift shop Star Wars. Yeah, it's, kind of. Yeah, it's you know, okay. It, and and it it's more of a nod toward let's say um, the the episodes uh, for yeah, the, the the prequels and the original trilogy because you had statues of like you know um, oh Snoke was in there too yeah a statue of Snoke it, it okay it's split to where part of it is going to be Empire with uh, Sith the other part's going to be New Republic or Republic with Jedi. Okay. okay. And you've got like, you know, like flags over on one section for the uh, empire for the, like the Imperial flag. I think you could pick up like, an, if you had the money an Imperial, uh, flight uniform, you could pick up a uh, Sith Holocron mm-hmm. on that side. You could pick up Sith Kyber oh, wow. crystals. Um, you could, um, pick it's... up as well as on the, the Imperials. I mean, the Republic side you can pick up. I think that's where you picked up your Jedi robes. Mm-hmm. You picked up Jedi Kyber crystals, uh, Sith, uh, the Jedi Holocron. Um, it's know, the premier stuff. Uh, yeah, the premier store. It's, but it's 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 a lot of it's very very high quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I think the, the Doc Ondars is, is is there's there's two things. It's a shop, uh, which is you know the primary purpose, but it's almost it's almost like a museum as well. Yeah. Uh, where uh, there's a lot of items in there that are uh, for decoration like everywhere you yep. look uh, around the, the on the walls especially around the the, the, the top um, there's all sorts of things from the from the movies from you know uh, <laughs> gold plated jar jar binks uh, to um, a clone helmet my my son Eric yeah. swears that Boba Fett's uh, Jango Fett's blaster is up there somewhere. Uh, yep, yeah, actually, props from the upcoming Mandalorian uh, are oh, there. No. The Mandalorian's helmet and his his weapon. Um, I think there was a stuffed Wampa yep. up there. Uh, um, <laughs> a whole bunch and, of and, stuff. Even the and, Ark and, of the Covenant's and, hidden up there. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. But I I have to say one thing, and the next time I go back, I have to pay more attention. But it's the animatronic of Doc Ondor himself, the Athorian, which. He's there. I mean, when you go walking in, it's kind of hard to take everything in because there's so much. But you have to look at the animatronic because 
the thing that I missed is yes, he does move, but he also, when he moves, he like gets up, turns around, plays with an abacus behind him or looks at it and then sits, sits back down again, mm-hmm. you know, and this is big animatronic. Yeah. And it's one of those things for me, you're sitting there just awestruck looking at everything. You kind of miss that detail over in the corner. Yeah. In many ways, you almost forget that it's a store. It is a store. But yeah. It's, it's very much like a museum with uh, high-end uh, items uh, available for purchase. So yep. imagine like a bust of Yoda or um, or Snoke or... Um, the, em- the Emperor or... You know, uh, the, the Yoda's walking cane or... Yeah, um, forgot about that one. Uh, Hera's Calicori from uh, from Rebels. Yeah, that was there too. Forgot about that. You, know, you oh, could even neat. buy like yeah. an Imperial rank insignia, uh, uh, rank plate, insignia plate, yes. or um, a, a Bluetooth comlink, like a, like an actual comlink that you know Luke and three PO use. And all right, New but Hope. who would be silly enough to purchase that? William? I think I know who did it. <laughs> oh come on, I had to buy it. It connects to your phone. I... You can make phone calls with the comlink. It's pretty nice, awesome. Thank you. William, yeah. I just look. You do that in a meeting, and I will take it all back. <laughs> it, it's oh. the sound quality is not the best, but hey, it's it's not the best in the, in the movies to too. You know? supposed I to am be. just shocked. Shut William. down all the garbage match on the detention level. You hear me? Shut down all the garbage match on the detention level. You know now you can. Did you pull that on me when we were there? I yeah, know I you, did. you 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 used that on me at one point, but I, I, I don't think I, you said that. Yeah, one. I called you, and yeah, it was great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's 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 awesome. So there's a wide range of stuff. It's yeah. not cheap in no, Doc Ondars. No, no, uh, no, no. You know, some it's of the other, the other shops are more reasonable. This again is high end stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for this the most is, part, this is where when, when it comes to the lightsaber experiences, there's the lightsaber experience that William did, in which he built his own lightsaber. But this is where, if you're not going to build your own lightsaber, you can buy a we'll say pre-built lightsaber because this is where you can buy ahsoka's lightsabers or asajj ventress's lightsabers or uh, darth maul's lightsaber or like i did the jedi temple guard lightsaber or obi-wan's lightsaber this now, is where hey, you now, just so tom you're talking about pre-built yes. i take it let's talk about the build your own lightsaber experience i think you mentioned that okay. as well william fine yeah william you go so, first did, did you both build no he did the pre-built I'm sorry. He uh, William did the build. He actually went in, did the full experience with uh, Savi's workshop. I basically bought my hilt from um, Doc Ondor's Antiquities. Yeah. So so I managed to get in, um, just you know, just in time. Thankfully, uh, a friend of the show, uh, uh, Ace Attorney, he um, he had been to Galaxy's Edge before, so he he knew the all the tricks on how to get to Savi's workshop the fastest and uh, actually went and grabbed us a cantina reservation while, um, while we built uh, the lightsaber and um, here, here I'll actually, I'll just, I'll play you a, thankfully Riley took some video of, of the, the, the lightsaber building experience. And if you're for a full look, you can actually go check out uh, on YouTube. He put up his vlog um, for, of our trip that kind of shows the, the footage in detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shared a link uh, to it as well. Um, so I'll, I'll play you a little bit of uh, uh, audio from this, but it's a whole experience, right? You 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 pick your lightsaber, and you get you pick um, when you get your lightsaber, you pick one of four styles. Uh, that I um, uh, I got the uh, peace and uh, justice uh, lightsaber style. 
um, which is um, you know more of I would say your traditional uh, uh, style of lightsaber. Uh, and then uh, Aaron, he Aaron and I both did it. He built the he got a protect protection and defense. Uh, and there's two more I forget the names. But anyway, so once you what oh, it, I, what defines excuse me what defines the kind of different styles here? Great question. Well, so you pick and, you pick one. Sorry, Tom. No, I was going to say that the two I don't the the, the other two there was basically one that was a Sith, uh-huh. and then one that was like nature. Ah, uh, so yes, like, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Okay, so and, and I'll let you continue with this point. Yeah. So basically, you pick you pick your general style of lightsaber and you actually get like a pin and you they give you a time to come back later uh and when you 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 come back later you and your group and it's maybe 15 people it's not a lot um walk into this room and it is it is a whole like almost like a uh it's an experience right there's this uh cast member who uh is you know instructing you on how to build your lightsaber and um uh, they they go through it like and it actually kind of it really hit me when the music was started syncing up in time with what the uh, the instructor was saying, uh, and and you got like the force theme, you hear Yoda's voice, and it was just really cool. Here, here's a quick here's a quick listen uh, excerpt from Riley's vlog. So it's a whole, it's a whole experience. It was really cool. So you you pick these pieces, and they're solid metal. They're like really high quality. That's what and, impressed me. And, and I'll let yeah. you continue, but go, go ahead. Uh, and there's, so there's each each style of lightsaber has a tray, right? And you basically have uh, uh, four different um, pieces for the uh, for the main hilt, and you get to pick two. Four different pieces for the end caps. So you get to pick two of those. Um, four different options for like the plate in the middle that covers your crystal. And so you pick the ones you want and then you actually pick a crystal and they bring around this, this really cool looking um, uh, container or a um, uh, tube that has all these crystals inside. And, you know, the crystal calls to you and you just pick the crystal color that you want. All right. Um, and the crystal even like glows and makes a sound as you put it into the lightsaber. It's like this whole thing, right? And then you 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 build the lightsaber, you screw it all together, uh, and and then they uh, the the instructors put the lightsaber in this uh, tube type thing uh, with like a clear strip uh, or a pink strip on the top. Uh, and that's when, as you could hear in that video, they basically tell everyone to turn on their lightsabers. And you see all of these tubes around the entire table. Cause it's like a, a, a U-shaped table. Um, light up boom, 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 with the lightsabers. And the, the, the covers roll back. And I apologize. It's kind of hard to uh, probably imagine this. So definitely check out Riley's vlog. But the, the covers like roll back and you lift up your lightsaber. And it's it just it's really well done. It's a whole experience. And the lightsabers, they are pricey at $200. Um, but for the experience, I think it's worth it, especially since, I mean, Tom, what your, your, um, temple guard lightsaber was 150, something like that. 
No, my Temple Guard lightsaber was 108. 118. Okay, 118. Yeah, yeah so 118. So for $200, and then, and then, you get to build yeah, your then, then own. You, Sorry? Yeah, and then you have to throw the, the blade on top of that. So oh, the blade yeah. was 45. Okay, yeah. And so, oh, yeah, wow. You know, and, and so it's only really $40 more to build your own, and you get the ability to, you get, you get a carrying case. It's, it's customized to you. Um, I was impressed by, like, I looked at Aaron's lightsaber, and his looks like it's straight out of Knights of the Republic. Uh, it's really cool. Um, and the crystal, you can swap out on the fly. So if you go to Doc Ondar's, you can buy a different kind of crystal. Uh, you could get blue, um, uh, green, uh, purple, or red uh, during the lightsaber building uh, workshop. Mm-hmm. But at, at Doc Ondar's, they also have uh, white, yellow, and then a super rare black crystal that still looks red. Um, very, re- very, they very. They do have rare. a black crystal. Yeah, they do. But the the they crystal do. itself is black, but the the blade color is still red. It's still um, red. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't. They do not make a dark saber. No, unfortunately, I, I think the it's a little it's a little too bad. There were people quickly realized that the yellows, uh, whites, and blacks were extremely rare. And they started buying them all yeah. up. And so there were none available when we went. And every time they bring out a new collection of red crystals, people would actually go up with their flashlights and like shine their flashlight into the little red tubes and take all. I saw someone take like 10 blacks and just you know, buy them. That's too bad. Yeah. So I, I really yeah. wish they would like do some limits, like say one per person. Um, but, you know, I, I, the, the fact that you can swap out the, the, the crystals, though, is just really cool. Uh, and the detail, like you can you can pop off the blade, and so you can buy a um, uh, you can buy a belt clip for your lightsaber, and it can yep. just swing on your belt like you know like your Luke Skywalker or something. Uh, what do you mean like I'm Luke Skywalker? Exactly. <laughs> um. Um, and you then you can attach the blade, and if if the blade is detached and you try to ignite the lightsaber, it like shorts out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like incredible amounts of detail. Uh, and and that's. That, that there's two differences between Williams and mine. Williams, he can put the different uh, kyber crystals in his uh, saber. Mine, I can't. The other thing, which I think is really cool, and I am very jealous, that when you do try to ignite your light, ignite the lightsaber, he gets the sound effect of it not igniting. Mine just doesn't work at all. It just mm. you have to put the blade in to get it to actually work. Yeah. So like for forty dollars more, it's it's worth it for the the whole the whole experience. Uh, also. Um, these seem to be a, a nice improvement over the, the, the old master replicas. You know, I have a, oh, I have the Yoda and Obi-Wan's master replicas lightsabers. And, and with this one, uh, when you swing it, it actually, fl- and you like make contact with something, it actually mm-hmm. flashes yellow as if it's like deflecting something, um, which I didn't realize until I got home. So, uh, yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy attention to detail. <laughs> hey, I hate I hate to say this. Eric and I figured that out when we got back to the hotel room when we were done. He's just like, light it up. So we're in the hotel room, and I'm like, can you see yours flashing yellow? It's already yellow. Well, but it flashes white. Ah, nice. Yeah, but and and I have to say, I am very happy. Even though it was probably forty dollars more, I am very happy with my my temple guard. Oh, yours is beautiful saber. Yeah, mine and and it is the the thing that got me is I actually watched the episode. I grabbed YouTube and went on there and saw Kane and actually you know walk up to the Temple Guard and found out it's actually a two bladed saber. So if I'm crazy enough, I should go back and get another one to where I can make it two blades. But I, what impressed me about mine, it it's not that it's full metal, but it's heavy. Yeah. I had 
Obi-Wan's and I had the temple guard and I had them both in my hand and I gave, I sat there and in my right hand that had the temple guard in it went down and I'm exaggerating, but actually you could tell there was more weight in that one compared to Obi-Wan's. And then I handed it to my son and Eric, did, it was the same thing for him. He was impressed by how heavy that thing was. Yeah. And, and I also, William, what, what was the length of the blade that you got for yours? Cause I got the short one for mine. Oh, I don't, I, uh, mine's like a, it's, they're slightly smaller than the old master replicas, okay. uh, slightly shorter, but it, it, it's a good, it feels like a good length. Yeah, because yeah. I, I got the short one for mine because I ended up a couple years back buying a oh, Saber Forge. Up. I think it was the Arbiter. And I, I have both of mine at work. So I put them right next to each other. And even with both of them side by side and, and holding both of them, I, I'm happy I got the short blade for the, the Temple Guard. But the weight from the Disney one compared to the Arbiter, it's just there there's no comparison. The Disney one is beautiful and it's it's got weight to it you know it's it's a really really nice blade and then also the saber forge because i was the way i was never got it with the sound effects it's kind of cool to have the disney one with all the sound effects so that sounds fantastic yeah and then with me i know william you got your box mine actually came in its own box as well mm -hmm. that had the temple guard logo on the front that when you push the button that opens it up and there's your hilt inside and then when I take it out, there's a cap that goes inside uh, the one end of the blade, uh, one end of the uh, hilt that I can pop out. And when I put my blade in, you hear the blade engage. It'll do a sound effect. And then when you lock it in, that's when you ignite it. And then it just ignites. Sweet. Yeah. And I'm, so, I'm very happy with it. So what other kinds of uh, like specialty stores are there? So there's Bildro Lightsaber. There's the kind of antiquities and mm -hmm. rare art museum type store. What else is there? There's the marketplace, um, which I thought I thought it was pretty. I, I thought it was nicely laid out because you had it feel like a marketplace instead of a store. Okay, mm -hmm. you had three little kind of you know alcoves on one side as you go walking through. Then you had one big you know kind of alcove on the other side, and they were kind of divided up to where you know one had the standard Disney pins and stuff with, or I'm sorry, the the um, Black Spire pins. And then next to that was where you adopted your your pet, your puffer pig. I didn't. William, did you see Loth cats? Because I did yeah, not. Oh yeah. See, oh yeah. They had. They had a. They actually had a uh, an animatronic uh, a loth cat in a but cage. But for purchase. And then they had. They had them. I believe they had them them for purchase as well. You get. Okay. You get I loth cats, puffer pigs, uh, pretty much. You know any of the porgs. Tauntaun. Right. Tauntaun. Any, any of your your favorite. Take your favorite Star Wars creature, and you could probably you could adopt it. Yeah, uh, and you know when you adopt it, they give you like a carrying case for it, like a little cage, like you're actually adopting the pet. Um, yeah. Again, they, you know, they, cool. they go all out, and it's just the it really felt like a like a bazaar or a marketplace. Yeah. Uh, just the it was beautiful. It was a beautiful area, especially at night with the hanging lanterns and everything. Uh, it was nice, and you know it's 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 effectively a big shop, but they were mm -hmm. organized in logical ways. Like here's the you know here's where you go buy your Jedi robes. Uh, and over here is where you get your pets, and over here is where you can. Um... The homemade toys on the one side where he had like yeah. the coolest one. I I have to admit the coolest handmade toy, Lando Calrissian. That was <laughs> the didn't buy it. One of the coolest handmade toys they had. Yeah, think think Jin's um, uh, uh, stormtrooper doll from Rogue yep. One. That that style of uh, of toys. Yeah, um, and th this was Lando. 
really sweet. Yeah, so that that was a that was a cool place, and they actually had a water fountain over there where, um, for some reason, I never. I never saw it in action, but there's a water oh, fountain where if you get a uh, uh, if you get a drink of water, I waited for a while and never saw it. If you get a drink of water, there's a there's a there's like a, a tank in front of you, and a Dianoga eye will pop out and and look at you while you're drinking. <laughs> William, are you telling me you waited in front of a water fountain? I did. For how like how long were you there? Probably 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> William, I wanted to see the Dianoga. <sighs> okay. You know what? Uh, I I I. Ha- I will defend William on this one. It is kind of cool to sit there and see the Dianoga pop up out of that water thing. All right. I'll, I'll allow it this time, William, but only because Tom is vouching for you. Yeah, I'll vouch for him on this one. I will. Uh, let's see. There was also um, the, the droid workshop. That one was pretty cool. What, what, what did you that think of the droid really workshop, cool. Tom? Um, the, the, droid. the droid work... God, it's, that's the one thing I think when I go back... I don't know when, but if I go back, I I skip the droid to get the the hilt. The next time I go back, I think I'm going to get a droid, and I think between the two, I've settled on the R2 unit. Um, but it's really cool because when you walk in, I just love how on top it's got all the droid parts that are on hooks that kind of cycle through the top. It's like a conveyor belt you know? type of thing. Almost. Yeah, like conveyor belt conveyor down belt below, thing. and there's the hooks up above with all the droid parts circling around the room. It was like. Uh, 3PO arms, there were R2 legs. Um, it was just really cool just to see that stuff. And I think what were there torsos as well that kind of mm-hmm. went through. Just the attention to detail was just really cool. And then when you came walking in, they had that one um, that one little wall that had like the chain link fence in front of it with, I think, was that the medical droid behind it? Uh, but there was the droid behind it. Yeah, and they had a, 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 a K2 unit. Uh, there back you go. There. This was like you know, if you like droids, this is where you get droids. All yeah. sorts of droid stuff. Um, you could build a droid. That's the one thing I did not do. Um, yeah, same here. I thought I could always do it next time, um, but uh, you could build like an R two or a BB unit, uh, or uh, but if you didn't want to do that, they have all sorts of droid themed merchandise. Again, everything mm-hmm. in the galaxy in this is is all in universe. So it's as yep. if you're you're. Um, uh, it's as if you're, you know, buying these in in universe. They have like a like an R two uh, dome bowl. It's like solid metal, uh, and it actually has like the photoreceptors and everything on the outside. So it's like fully three dimensional. Basically, as if you took R 2s head, flipped it over, and use it as like a serving bowl. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's so it's cool. What I do every night. It's not a big deal. It's so cool. I love it. I love it. Um. And for me, the coolest thing, and I keep forgetting what it was, it was the magnet. That William, what was the magnet I kept picking up? That circular thing, and I swear I got oh I restraining bolts. The restraining bolt. Yeah, it was a refrigerator magnet that was a restraining bolt. It was the <laughs> but, coolest but thing. If you do that, Tom, how do you get it in your fridge? That's the best part. I don't know. You're gonna have to take it off. But it was so funny that there's the restraining bolt was a magnet. Yeah. Oh, I. And, and it was like each shop, that was, that was, as William is correct, each shop, it was in universe. So when you go to the droid shop, all the merchandise in there was for the droid. Okay. You go to the, the bazaar, all the merchandise in there was like for Black Spire Outpost. You know, you go to the first order, all the merchandise in there was first order stuff. Mm-hmm. There was no cross pollination between the stores. It was specifically for that store. Yeah. There's like the Black Spire Outpost souvenir shop for Black Spire yeah. Outpost. 
um there was like there was a couple little like standing um kiosks over in the resistance area which is pretty quite empty right now yeah um but i think that's where the rise of, of the resistance ride will be when it opens uh later this year and, and i'm sure um, there's going to be more once because when you go to the resistance area like william said there's like the couple kiosks but you stand right there and you see like the entrance to get into rise of resistance I get a feeling there's more back there that we just don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, those are the, those are the main shops. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're each have unique items. They're really cool. Um, so if, you, if you're, if you're looking for unique star Wars stuff, that's where to get them. I, I will say two things, um, two tips. Um, one, if you're looking for galaxy's edge themed uh, uh, swag, um, or, or 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 apparel, or whatnot. Uh, you will not be able to get them in Galaxy's Edge, nope. because you 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 know the Galaxy's Edge isn't a thing. It's Black Spire Outpost, and so if you want that, you're actually going to have to go to one of the Star Wars gift shops uh, throughout the rest of Disneyland. And uh, if you want which, like a, which makes sense, yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, they also had this little um, porg, like a shoulder porg that attaches to your shoulder, so it just you know chills on your on your shoulder the whole time as you're walking around. Um, they had some in the, I think some of those in Galaxy Edge, but they were very limited. So if you really want one, uh, you can actually go buy one one of the porgs in uh, uh, Disney's California Adventure, and uh, and can get it there too. So you know, not all of the Star Wars stuff is is just inside of Galaxy's Edge, and and some stuff mm-hmm. is only available outside of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's uh they, I think they did a good job so, with a lot of the merchandise. I I was gonna say, like, I don't know what else there is, and then I realized um there are rides there too, right? <laughs> At least one. Well, well there's ri- there's rides and food. We haven't gotten to the food yet, yeah. but yes, uh, there is definitely wanna, a ride. Let's start with rides. Okay. So there's going to be two. Right now I think only the Millennium Falcon ride is open, right? Right. So what's it like? Come on, details. It was boring, you know. Oh, come on. Uh, no, I'm kidding. So, no, no, it was, right, it was yeah, awesome. Okay, okay, well, well, all right. I know he's saying it's boring. He, pro- he it put kidding. it this way. It's so know, cool to fly the Falcon. Okay. Um, By the way, I, people gave me crap are... for calling it the Falcon. That's what Han does, though. It's the Millennium Falcon or the Falcon, right? Okay. It's the Falcon. So anyway. Thank you. If If you get motion sick... I have to advise you. I did the pilot. I don't get motion sick. I just get bad headaches. Well, for what do you mean you did the pilot, Tom? Let's, let's again. Yeah, let's pretend start, I know let's start the beginning. You know start at the beginning. All right, all right. But 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 I'm the pilot. I mean, so I'm, my, Odie, I'm the pilot. Anyway, so so, so okay. Hondo and Naka. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, uh, you, let, you let me let me set the stage. Yeah. Set the stage. For Please okay. do. Set yeah. Set it for me. So Hondo and Naka, one of the greatest characters. One of the greatest animatronics. And greatest animatronics. Hondo yes. Anaka uh, has um, uh, borrowed the Millennium Falcon from Chewbacca. In this case, actually, are, legitimately. Are you? He did legitimately. He did borrow? legitimately borrow the Falcon from. Well, okay. he he uh, he tried to steal it multiple times uh, in the read past. The uh, yeah, definitely read Pirates Price. Um, but no, he 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 legitimately borrows the Millennium Falcon from Chewbacca uh, because this park is set post. Uh, um, post uh, Last Jedi, and actually, everyone who's walking around should be there at that time period. So you're not going to see, I don't know, Qui Gon or no. Jar Jar Binks walking around the park because they're not around at this time period. So they did a, uh, that was really cool. We can come back to that in a little bit. 
but um uh so so chewbacca loans hondo the millennium falcon so that hondo can go get supplies for the resistance uh unfortunately hondo turns around and <laughs> loans out the ship to uh pretty much anyone who uh mm-hmm. who can fly no uh no no prior experience required like, like a guy named tom is what i'm hearing like a guy and named tom was, yeah yes yeah. um and so uh, so that's that's the in-universe reason why you're flying the Millennium Falcon, and and so you know in the canon, he did loan it to a pilot who didn't have a lot of experience. Now it wasn't necessarily you, but you can just kind of insert yourself into the canon, uh, and so Hondo is recruiting pilots, and so when you uh, when you step into the 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 queue for the first time, it's to um, uh, it's to you know to, because you're signing up to work for hondo and 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 do a a run to go get some coaxium um now you can see the millennium falcon before you get on the ride it's sitting there in the middle of the park and it's a full scale version of the millennium falcon tom what what was your first thought when you saw it gorgeous oh okay it was gorgeous the the thing that i love about it the way they set up for taking photos they have it so well thought out because when you take your photo, there's nobody behind you but the Falcon. So that's what I love about it. I mean, you know what we should do, William? We should post our photos to to Facebook that we took. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll we'll share it with the I'll yeah. share it with the podcast. Yeah, we um, really should. So, but it's it is just incredible to see a full size Falcon right in front of you. I mean, I was not in tears. I was very impressed. And then just so impressed to see it there. Yeah. And then once you once you get in the queue and start walking through, you're also impressed by way of how they made it look like, you know, it's definitely a mechanics workshop in there behind the Falcon. Because mm-hmm. you're going through like your queue, you see like tools all over the place. And then there was an engine right there that reminded me of um, when you walk into Space Mountain and that big starship in the middle of Space Mountain as you walk down to get onto your car to go through the roller coaster. But it's kind of like there's this big engine inside that you hear some mechanics saying, okay, you know, light this, do this. And actually the engine itself, the, the engines on that will actually start firing up. They'll turn, they'll do this and they'll shut down based on the dialogue that's going on with the quote unquote mechanics working on it. Yeah. The, the, the flares will fly and the, the, the flaps will uh, it was open and so close. Cool. And yeah, it's like the, I will say the entire queue is is a is a is a ride almost in and of itself. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the things that I think most surprised me. Because like, I mean, Disney is known for doing that. Kind I was of gonna stuff, say that's right? that's classic Disney, though. But yeah. not that that's a bad thing. But like, it, it, it I don't know. It, it was to the point where the detail was so was so great. Yeah. That you know, I, so I intentionally never rode the Millennium Falcon when it was like forty five minutes. I would always get in when it was like 20, 20 minutes or less. Um, but I would be walking through this, breezing past all this detail, and go, wait, wait, wait! I actually want to stop and like smell the roses and like take a look at you know all of this uh, detail. I felt like I didn't actually truly have time to appreciate it, um, because you know you you walk in uh, into the queue, just kind of kind of like you know uh, picture this, right? You walk into the to the to the queue, uh, which is this uh, the doors to the to the to the hangar, right? And you. You basically you hang a right and you go down around behind the Millennium Falcon, 
So you're you're on the ground level, right behind. You see the engines, you know, glowing blue and pulsating, which and, was cool. Uh, and you 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 loop around and you go inside the shop, right? And you there's like I know, a, sub, a t- table with a you know a leftover sabak game and the engine that Tom was describing earlier, and you kind of wind through this uh, the shop as they're running tests. And you come out along the top, and now you're above the Millennium Falcon, looking down on the back side of it. Uh, and now you can uh, you can you can see all of the detail on the back top side of the ship, um, and it it looks true to life. Like it looks yep. so good. Um, and then you know you 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 turn the corner again, and you're now uh, uh, almost like in a. a uh, like in a, you're like in a, you kind of you kind of pull into this this um, holding area, and, and this is where the animatronic Hondo Anaka is, and uh, and he he kind of gives you the the mission and explains what's up, and he is very impressive. He's looks oh, so my good. god, Tom? it's it's incredible, incredible how impressive that animatronic is. It, it, it looks he looks in, like, like you know. Came, what, he came to life. Impressive in what way? Im- impressive by way of his movement is for for an animatronic. His movement is pretty fluid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but Hondo of, is very boisterous yeah. and and you know expressive in in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. And, and the animatronic. I, I gotta say, the animatronic got it. I mean, it's an animatronic. You know, in, in actual animation, they're able to do a little bit more. But taking an animated character and bringing that character into the real world, that animatronic got it for the translation yeah. to bring in. The, the, how they had him decked out in the clothing was impressive. That jacket he was wearing was just incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, and just the look of him was just, it looked like that was Honda Wanaka standing right in front of you. And there's a screen, uh, a screen behind him, and you actually see the Millennium Falcon swooping in yep. and landing, right? Uh, and then you go through the doors below him into the boarding ramp to board the Millennium Falcon. So you don't actually board the Millennium Falcon through the normal, uh, uh, the ramp, uh, you know, on the ground outside. It's nope. like you're going in through, you know, the the docking clamp uh, on the side of the Falcon. But you're going through the. It's like almost like you're, you know, you're boarding an airplane, right? Yeah. Um, it was impressive. And all of a sudden, you walk. They they give you uh, they give you uh, uh, these boarding oh. cards. Yep. Uh, and there's one of six different spots. There's two gunners, uh, two uh, um, two pilots, two engineers, and two engineers, and two pilots. Yeah, and we'll go into the, what they do in just a minute. But they they hand them to you, uh, kind of at random. Pro tip: if you want to be the uh, the pilot, make sure there's a group, another group of six goes ahead and you're the first one in line because they always give pilots the first people in line. Um, so don't be walking in that little you know, holding area uh, last um, if you, if you want to be a pilot. Uh, but then you walk in and they just kind of let you loose in the main cargo mm-hmm. hold of the Millennium Falcon. And you just get to hang out and take pictures and wait until your group is called. Yeah. That was fun. I that's the one thing I wish I took a little bit more photos inside that. I think I was just too impressed. And then William, I just love it where you, you took a look at where that little med bay, you know, uh uh bed was and just like, 
hey, do you think the books are in there? <laughs> and what do you do? I, what do I do? I walk over there and try and open it up, and you know, it, it doesn't yeah. open. But like, it all yeah. feels like it's 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 real metal. It feels, yeah. it smells, it looks like it's the Millennium yeah. Falcon. The generic table is just the coolest thing, and yeah. you could sit behind it, and you could sit around it. And as I, I still just like I should have taken more photos inside that because it was just very impressive. Yeah, very so, impressive. Um, the only the only downside is that I think because the queue is going so fast, uh, you don't actually have as much time in there as you'd like. You're like, no. wait, wait, no, 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 I want to stay here, please. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like green yeah, group. Our, You're our like, group, oh, hold on, I want to. Yeah, our yeah. our group got called pretty quick once we got in there. It it felt like we didn't have enough time just to go staring at all the detail inside that place. Yeah. That's fascinating. So yeah. how, how long do you think that wait was? Like 10 minutes or once you get to that point? Oh, oh God. Sub five honestly, minutes? I think it was five minutes. Or wow. I Sometimes five, it was 30 seconds. Five, it, it varied. Yeah, five yeah. minutes or less. It's, it's hard because I, I think for me it went so fast. Mentally, I wasn't timing how long because you're looking at everything going on and you're like, hey, we got to get a picture. And I think we did get a picture of all of us behind the, the, the generic mm-hmm. table. But it was like, let's do this. And, and you're just like, and then all of a sudden we got called to go pilot. Yeah. And one of the, one of the craziest things is that it, you know, it, it, the rest of the park was cool. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this, this looks and feels like Star Wars. I love it. And, and building the, building the lightsaber, I kind of got chills when the music started to, started to play. Right. And you heard Yoda's voice and stuff. Walking into the Millennium Falcon. That's when it really hit me. I was like, wow. Yeah. Whoa. I'm on the Millennium Falcon. Right? And it just and then you you walk down the corridor, right? The classic corridor. And you're just yeah. looking and you, you really want to do that 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 thing that Han does in The Force Awakens, right? Or Luke does in The Last Jedi where they just put their hand on the side of the Millennium Falcon and they're just like, whoa. You know, it's like Chewie, we're home. It, it yeah. really is. It was impressive. That it, exactly. it was like it was really cool. Yeah, it was really That's cool. awesome. Um, so then, uh, this is where things get interesting. Like um, behind yeah. the scenes, it's actually they actually probably have I don't know what what do you think, Tom? Like sixteen different cockpits for the Millennium Falcon. You know what? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I it has to be a, a decent amount because the. If we waited that short amount of time inside that area, yeah. they have to have a couple different cockpits going on, you yeah. know, or, or a couple different ride vehicles going on while you're in there. Yeah. So I, I, I have no clue. Yeah, and if you pay attention really carefully, like they do a good job masking this, but if you pay attention really carefully, there's like two groups, two boarding groups that go away when you meet Hondo, and I think they go into two different uh, cargo bays for the for the Falcon. And wow, then, I wasn't paying attention. And then from <laughs> there. Uh, and they do a good job making you think it's just one, right? And yeah. then from there, there's a couple different boarding groups. Um, and sometimes though, there's like two different doors they'll go through. And each door has like multiple other hallways. and just looks like other hallways in the Millennium Falcon. But they're actually leading. Because I, I think I rode the ride six times. Um, Is that all? Yeah. Wow. They, uh, they, they, they go to different uh, uh, cockpits, uh, basically. So if you if you... If you Look carefully, like they're they're actually funneling people into multiple rides at the same time. 
but it doesn't really feel like it. You feel like you're just walking through the Millennium Falcon and boarding. Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, you're taking away, you know, a little bit of magic there, if that's what you're saying. You're supposed to think you're going into one cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. And it's not the one you see outside either. It's, 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 you're not actually inside that yeah, ship. Yeah, you're not in that one. Yeah. Which is a bummer. But you think you are. That's the yeah. thing. Like, they do a good, so, such a good job. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. It, and the actual experience of the ride, is it good? actually, you know, good? You know what? I enjoyed it. I really, 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 really enjoyed it. I was the pilot in the left seat. My son Eric was pilot in the right seat. And we had to where if I was on the left, I controlled the Falcon going from left to right. He controlled the Falcon going up and down. The one thing, and then, I, then William, who's behind us? Uh, there were two gunners. I don't remember okay. who was... Who yeah, I, I can't flight. remember who was in the gunning position and who was in the, the engineer position. But when it came to Eric and I, you, you kind of get you, you kind of get the feeling once the ride started, the pilots had to work together because you are basically trying to follow the the train, we'll call it, that's got the cars where you're trying to get, you know, your 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 your, your job. Okay. Yeah. And as you're going through this, you're supposed to stay on the 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 tail of this train. So if it goes left, I have to go left. But if it goes up, he's got to pull back and go up. So I'm sitting there, and I think on the video, if you were to pay attention, I think you hear me say, you know, left, right, or up, down, because you have to really work together to fly. And you are, I feel, flying the Falcon. Even though you're probably on rails, you're flying the Falcon because you are crashing. You are, you know, with the gunners behind Tom, you. Tom, what did you crash into? Well, lots. What did you lots. do? But I but I think on the positive license. point, did you take I, a dish I, off? I you know what I may have. Um, <laughs> I think on the positive point, and this is what I I I wish I could have ridden it again, but I think what it hap when this ride starts out, I think it gives you a percentage of a hundred percent, and as you go through, it takes away percentages because mm -hmm. I remember at the end when I took a look at the council in the center, we were at thirty one percent, which I yeah. think it's good. But, you know, I, I don't think we were terrible. We were in the 30 percentile, but it was it has to be a coordination between the pilots of you're going left, you're going up, you're going right, you're going down. You really have to work together. And I had fun. I had so much fun. It was so focused on trying to make sure if the TIE fighter or if the train's going left, I'm going left. And you're yelling at your son going, go down because he's below you or go up because he's above as you're trying to go right. Yeah, but it was it. I had fun. I sadly, because the ride, the way it was, I get headaches from motion sickness like this. I had a hard time trying to get up to do it again. I want to do it again, but I understand for people like me, it's the engineering position or the gunner position. That's not like so because I think for me, because it was the, the focus and the screen was in front of you. I think that's what when I walked off, it was like it it. It got me. Yeah, but it was so I mean, fun to do. I had so much fun. the The ride is very much imagine like Star Tours, but yep. with a smaller group, and you get to control. It. I mean, it's still on rails, but mm -hmm. you know, you're you're at least you have some control now. I, I would love to be able to have full freedom to fly the Millennium Falcon anywhere you want. But I get the why they don't they don't do that. That could make the ride just go on forever. You could crash immediately, yeah. and you know, the, the it'd be uh, that that would end your trip real quick, now, wouldn't it? Um, which I think the last so, time that the, the last car we were supposed to get, I think we missed, and we actually did. It did thump because we did kind of went thump at the ground. 
Yeah, but so. the, but that's you know there there is still a lot of challenge like you said you know there's a lot of coordination between the two yep. pilots, um you know pilots get to there's like get to you know push the buttons to you know jump to you know enable the sublight engines or make the jump to hyperspace which is just such a cool that such a cool, cool feeling and when you just pull that actually, lever to go to hyperspace and it's the pilot in the right seat that gets to pull the hyperspace level yeah. uh, lever. So and that's that's the one position I never got to do. I never got to do right pilot. I did everything else. Um, and uh, and yeah, you know, there there's a total of I think six cars uh, with coaxium. Uh, the gr- most we ever got, I think, was two or three. I forget. And the highest score we got was forty eight percent. But I don't know if you can get more. Uh, and part of me wants to just like do it over and over and over to see how far you can get. Like if you do it, if you execute it perfectly, can you? Uh, can you go, you know, further? Um, there was get like all six cars. Yeah, like there. Can you get all six? Right, because you have the two pilots, and then you have gunners uh, behind them. The gunner was okay. You basically press a button on the console yeah. to your right, so you're looking through the screen straight ahead, but you're pressing this button on the right. But you can kind of just mash the button. Like, yeah, there's a little screen that tells you your accuracy, but it really doesn't make that much of a difference. So you can just press that button. And hold it and just fire the entire time. Um, I I kind of wish you could like hop in the you know in the turrets like in the movies, but I get they're trying to keep the you know your group together and 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 that would just make it so much harder because you don't you'd be trying to pilot you'd be trying to target with like your pilots who are you know, maybe yeah. not the greatest and so it might be really hard to get a target. So makes sense. Yeah, I get the limitations. Sense. Like they tried to they had to simplify it for people. Um, and then the, the the engineers in the back two seats, they press buttons um, to repair the ship as they light up. So it's 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 fairly straightforward. Uh, the engineer one is is probably the easiest one, and you're going to get the least motion sick. Uh, so I think it's for more for people who either get motion sick or for or maybe who are uh, younger uh, who who may not be quite as as skilled but still want to ride the ride. Um, yeah, I, I had a friend of mine. He he did the Falcon ride. He was yeah. in the left pilot seat, and somebody put their little daughter up in the right pilot seat. Oh no! And yeah, and and he said that the parents were were behind her, going, "Go up, go down. You can go up now," because she was basically just sitting there holding on, <laughs> like it was a ride. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, funny. But you know, it's, yeah. it's like Star Tours, where you're on like a gimbal, right? Um, yep. Personally, I like that. It's it's like a video game uh, where you're actually interacting with the Millennium Falcon. And I'm not a big thrill ride guy. I don't really like roller coasters. And so this was right up my alley. Uh, it's exactly what I want. I just wish it was almost more freedom, more like a game. But I get that that would make it really difficult. One of the other things that really impressed me, every single Switch in the Millennium Falcon is, is flippable. Wow. Um, and That's so cool. you know you read the you read the stories about how in uh, the Force Awakens, right? Harrison Ford sat down and was just so impressed that he could actually interact with all the, all the switches now, um, and they all worked. It's the same thing here. Everything works, even if it doesn't light up. You can flip it. And so when I was the engineer, I was like making up my own story too, where even though things weren't lighting up, I'd be like flipping switches and like pretending like I was really a you know, <laughs> doing something on there. Or even as you're like a pilot, you're like, like a normal Tuesday for you. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you can flip all the switches. And so, yeah, they, um, it was really cool. Also, I'm not exactly sure how this works, but sometimes we got an asteroid field and, uh, and, uh, and sometimes we didn't, there was like a scene in an asteroid field. 
and I hmm. I suspect that's based on how well you do. The better you do, the if you do well enough, you'll get an asteroid scene. So basically, it's a bit longer of a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long is it? You know, on average, would you say five minutes? God, uh, probably three five. You know, five, that? yeah, it's five minutes. That's all. It's it's relatively short. Um, I but but I think what probably makes it feel like it could be longer is because you are so concentrating on doing it mm-hmm. that it you know it could be five minutes or it right. could be less. But it's like you're you're so concentrated in the scene to to do what Hondo the whole time is trying to talk you through this thing and having a good old time, you know, having fun with you. But it, it was so worth it. It was yeah. so worth it. It's it, it was it was really good. I I yeah. really enjoyed it. Uh, and it's it's the ride is up my alley. I wish there was a little more difficulty or you could turn on like a difficulty mode, but I could see how they might expand this to other missions in the future or whatnot. When you leave, yep. um, the ship is damaged, uh, uh, takes some damage, like the lights are, you know, sparks are, fake sparks are flying, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, when you leave, depending on how much damage you took. So they, they try to, to theme it quite a bit. They did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. I, I think if I was going to do one change is I wish they had, they gave you a little bit more time in the cockpit before they start the ride. Cause it's very much, and maybe cause it's cause of the crowds right now, but it's very much go, go, go. Um, and so you really don't get time to take a picture in the cockpit or do anything. Thankfully, um, again, Ace was, was awesome and he, he's a fantastic photographer. And so he got a photo of Aaron and, and, and myself, uh, uh, sitting in the cockpit when we were pilots, um, but he snapped it like you know, he only had like probably five seconds to snap that picture. Uh, That's before, cool. You know, because well, while we were buckling in and they have you test all the buckles, and then they're they're starting the ride. So you know that's true. Pretty sure it's not like when when you get into Star Tours, they'll sit there, they'll have you test the buckles, they'll close the doors, and there is that pause before C three PO finally kicks in, saying you know, or you hear the Star Tours thing. There is a nice definite pause there. This one, as soon as you sit down, you sit there, you 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 test your buckle. The, the uh, citizen of Batu basically closes the door on you, and you're off. There's yeah. no pause. Yeah, but it's highly recommended, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, Rise of the Resistance, the next ride that opens up. Oh, uh, not in, wait in the for future. that one. The, the, the most interesting thing to me, though, Tom, I'd love to get your thoughts, is when I, when I first heard of Galaxy's Edge, it's like, oh, there's only... There's only two rides. That's it, All right? And then, you know, and then I heard there was kind of be a going to be a soft launch, and there was only going to be one ride available. I'm like, oh, is it really worth making the trip all the way down if it's just one ride? You know, is it worth it? I don't know. Should I be canceling my trip in uh, August, William? No, no, no because no, no, and, and, no, and this is no. my this is my point. It was interesting. As I was at Disneyland, I, I realized, you know, because I'm not a big thrill ride guy anyway i don't actually i don't really care about a lot of the rides uh it's more about the experience and and million falcon smugglers run was was awesome um so i'm not i don't want to diminish it at all but what i mean is it's not just about the ride it's about the experience of being in star wars yep um and the fact that you can go go to these shops or you can go you know eat food which we haven't talked about yet different star wars food you can walk around you can 
uh, interact with the cat, uh, the, the 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 cast members. Um, Which I got a great story for that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll t- we'll tell a good story coming up in just a minute. Um, that's really what it's about. Yeah, and and so while there's only one ride, I I felt like I could spend, you know, hours in the park, mm-hmm. and not just riding the same ride over and over and over. Uh, there's so much other stuff to do. Yeah, and and my thing is. For me, I, I I get into the Disney Play app an awful lot. Um, and now within the, the Disney Play app, there's a section to where it is Black Spire Outpost themed. And you can go in that app and you can get jobs. You can, you know, go and decode um, panels that are on walls. You can interact with a droid by, you know, doing this whole uh, game by a puzzle. And you can, you know, do a droid. Um, or... Like what happened to me as I was walking because I, I kitbashed a uh, iPhone case from my phone to make it look like a data pad. I was walking was by awesome. a cast member. Pardon? It was awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm actually in the, uh, doing another one just for the heck of it. And I may end up doing a third. We'll see what happens. So, um, but I'm sitting here on my data pad or my phone or no, I'm going to stay in universe data pad. <laughs> and a cast member walked by me and she goes, are you on, are you hacking into our system? I'm like, your answer, me? of course, is yes. Well, no, I, I was like, I was like, excuse me. It's like, are, are you, are you actually hacking into our system? I'm like, why? She goes, you know what? If you give me 10 credits, I won't tell anybody. Oh, and and funny. I said, I, I can't, I can't remember what happened, but I just remember mm-hmm. she kind of sat there and touched her watch and walked away. And I'm like, she took my 10 credits. <laughs> okay. So, and, and the story's not over yet because. When you have when a balance Gloria, and it actually, yeah, she actually deducted it from you. Yeah. Okay. Which this was funny because my, my Disney play app actually logged me out. So the credits I was, I, I, I lost was on a guest app. So I didn't lose any credits, but anyway, so when William and, and, and Eric and everybody else went back on the ride again, I didn't, I needed to go find something for my daughter. So I'm walking to the resistance area and I passed by the cast member again. And we're walking side by side. And she goes, hi. I go, hi. And I go, you know, you stole my credits earlier. <laughs> and we had this great little interaction back and forth about it as, as we're walking to like, you know, one, uh, the, the resistance area for, for this thing that I was trying to find for my daughter. But it was the interaction with the cast member that kind of made it fun. And mm-hmm. the interaction with the land by way of the app, which also made it fun. Because even though there's only the one ride, if you get into the app, there's other things you can do within the app, and it also assigns you a job, which is funnier than heck, because the job it gave me is kind of like the job I do in real life, <laughs> which yeah. totally cracked me up, which I posted that to Facebook. My boss saw it, and then when I come into work the next day, the two of us had the biggest laugh <laughs> because she saw this, and she goes, well... If it earns more money, I can't stop you from leaving. <laughs> so it it just yeah. it it was just so fun because there is that extra added thing with the app, mm. and it's to the point where you know there's like data pads you can uh, pa- panels yep. you can hack, and when you hack it, the panel actually lights up. It will light you know, up on the interact. on the wall. And it's like little puzzles you have to solve, right? Sometimes little mazes you have to go yeah. do. Or, and I think you know, I think A wing had. In the area with the resistance, it would show you like something like where the A-wing is. It's like, do you want to hack this or do you want to put not so much a hack, but do you want to hack it for the resistance or for the the first order 
or do you want to put a skimmer in there, like skims from credits off or stuff like that? So I'll ask you, when you what you want to do with these different panels. Um, and you can also help thing, if you if you yes, you can help um, too. No, yeah. if you if you can choose which side you're on, and so you can help. Yep. It's like a ground war where uh, you can you can try to help the resistance or the first order uh, take over zones in the app. Yeah, and, and the the one thing though that I really wish they would break that out into its own app because I think it is mm -hmm. just such a rich experience. It seems like it will be better served in its own app. Versus Disney it just, Play. Yeah. yeah instead of, also, instead of in Disney Play. there were a lot of technical bugs, yeah. glitches with that that app. Like It would constantly log me out. Yep. Uh, or every time you'd, you'd switch away from the app and then switch back, it would take you back to the beginning of the Disney Play app and you'd have to like yep. navigate back into the loaded again. Uh, it was a battery drain. So the app itself was yeah. really cool. It it unfortunately there were a lot of bugs, which yeah. you know they can work out. But yeah, they can work it out. And and that's that's the thing that if you if believe it or not, if you kit bash your own iPhone case or Galaxy's whatever case you have, and you put it and you go to the Disney Play app and you bring that screen up, it makes you feel like you're actually a citizen in that world because it looks just so freaking cool. Yeah. That's awesome. No, yeah. you, you mentioned that you you built the the iPhone case. So uh, yep. uh, Riley and so we went with a, you know, a bunch of friends of the show, Riley and Aaron and Bethany, um, and obviously you know Tom and, and myself and and, and uh, my son Eric, Ace and Eric and uh, uh, a couple of uh, Riley's uh, girlfriends, Savannah and, uh, and another one of their friends, Leslie. And so there's a big group of like eight or nine of us, uh, and most of them said they were going to dress up in like galactic citizen attire, something that looked like it was kind of part of the part of the world. And I didn't know this till like a week before we left. I'm like, Oh shoot, I gotta do so. I can't be the only one not doing this. Uh, okay. Tom, and by the way, you weren't the only one not doing it. Well, you were, you had like your awesome kit bashed case for your data. Yeah, but that's all I did. I, I, I wear shorts. I, I wore a star Wars t-shirt. My son actually made his own star Wars. It was cool. With, yeah. It had a uh, wolf, Lo wolf, uh, Wolf Squad logo on the front yeah. and Arabish on the sleeve. So he made his own shirt, but we, we don't, we don't try. That's Although a, that, maybe for celebration, I may have to because of the, the, my lightsaber hilt. Yeah. But, but that's okay. Like you guys did something. I realized I can't be the only one not doing anything. And so like at the yeah, last it, minute it, I threw something together. Um, but it, 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 it <laughs> I guess maybe I will. I went a little overboard. Um, but, uh, shocking. <laughs> but, but, you know, some of the the the, the cast started like interact with you because you looked like you were yeah. there, right? And I I I eventually changed out of it because I I did not want to walk. I think I walked thirty miles over the weekend and uh and I I couldn't wear those boots for that long. But um, yeah, you know the, the 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 cast members never break character, and that's one of the things I thought was no. so cool. Uh, you know, there's there's different shows like there's Vimerati running around and. In theory, they have these actually like like experiences where, you know, there's like a I don't know I I actually never saw this I I saw Vi Marati from a distance, and, I did too, and but I never actually saw her up close. And in theory, there's like moments where like she's running from the first order and stuff. I didn't see any of that, um, uh, but there's still you know characters walking around and different interactions. It's mostly Chewbacca and first order stormtroopers and Ray. Mm -hmm. Um, the stormtroopers are cool. They'd come up and, you know, say, say things to the attendees. And actually I'm trying to figure out how they, how they did that because 
the voice was spot on. Like clearly they were, they, they had to have been selecting lines somehow to say, um, because they, they made sense usually, but you could kind of tell they were pre-recorded, um, to sound, but they sounded exactly like a first order stormtrooper. Um, same thing with Chewie, you know, he'd walk, he'd run around and he had a, he'd growl at you and he had a handler who'd, um, you know, talk and kind of do like the haunted Chewie routine. Right. So you could understand what, what Chewie was saying. Um, that was it. And I guess Kylo Ren was there as well, but he wasn't really walking around the park. He was more kind of at a, at a distance. So I think the, the interactions were a little bit in the, in the shows, quote unquote, were a little bit um, more low key, especially in the evenings. There wasn't much happening. I, um, I actually did see, not to interrupt, but I did uh, see a cast member interaction with a um, younger citizen of Batu, where the younger citizen of Batu happened to have one of the First Order riot, riot shields and one of the riot batons. I missed what happened to have the cast member down on the ground, basically saying that this this uh, young citizen hit him in the leg with the riot baton and <laughs> numbed his leg, which <laughs> was which really cracked me up because he really sold it. And I mean, overacting, but it was fun. But it was so much fun because when you saw the actual citizens of Batu that were off to my left watching this, they were cracking up. Oh, that's great. And, and it was funny because it, it was like maybe five minutes and then you saw the, the, let's say the, 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 uh, or manager that was supposed to be of Batu. She kind of got this look on her face. Like, I think it's time we kind of move him along from having this fun. Cause the guy the whole time was complaining to this kid, you numb my leg. Why did you do this? Come on, you numb my leg. I can't get to work. <laughs> it was the funniest thing to see. And oh, then when she mean. finally got over, it's like, then she jumped in on it. So that yeah. made it a lot of fun. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think that wasn't the only one. It's all sorts of little action, little interactions. Like the first order troopers would come up, and everyone was asked, surprisingly, everyone was asking. Um, uh, Aaron and Savannah both had these shoulder porgs, and everyone was asking them yep. if, if they could eat, if they're, they're going to eat the porgs. Uh, almost every single cast member we talked to. Um, and I hear uh, they taste like chicken. They do. They do. And Chewbacca actually. So at one point, I, I'm I'm standing there in my you know Galactic Citizen clothing, and you know kind of got a pilot vibe. And Chewbacca walks up and his handler starts, you know, talking about how Hondo is recruiting pilots. And I had just read, uh, I was a little late to it, and we're actually going to review it soon, but I just read a Pirate's Price uh, on the way down. Uh, the audiobook version is fantastic. And um, and I also just finished uh, A Crash of Fate by Zoraida Cordova, uh, which is also really good. Um, and so I, I kind of had a sense of, you know, kind of what's going on in universe at, cause both are set in, in black spire outpost. And so Chewbacca walks up to me and starts growling at me, you know, and his handlers, you know, talking about how, you know, Hondo is looking for pilots. And I just decided to get into this. I'm like, yeah, I can't believe it. You know, Chew uh, Hondo just lets anyone fly the, fly the Falcon when no experience required. They're damaging the Falcon. And Chew goes, you know, he starts like getting all upset and growling yeah. at me. Um, and like, we just start getting into it and having this conversation back and forth about how, you know, annoying Hondo has been the fact that he's not taking care of the ship and Chewie's getting protective of the ship. And like, it, it's all very, um, you know, it, it, none of this was scripted, right? We're, I'm just, I'm mm. just, you know, uh, uh, ad libbing this Chewie's, you know, inter and Chewie's interacting me with me. And, uh, uh, you know, we even had this, like this crowd start to form around us and people are taking pictures and video, um, 
and it's just one of those really cool experiences. I think this this mom even said, "Yeah, oh, this, she pointed to her, her kids. Like, yeah, he even flew the Fal- the, the Millennium Falcon." And we're like, "You flew the Falcon? You know, he'll let anyone fly the Millennium Falcon." You know, <laughs> like, uh, oh, and so anyway, it was. It's one of those things. A, a where, bit of a ham. Yeah, and like at Disney, you know, you could walk up and take a picture with you know some someone, and and you're done. But this is like, like they're they're interacting with you in the world, and that's what makes it yeah. so so cool. Um, the other one, this is, this is kind of, uh, uh, this was pretty funny. Uh, so we, we got, uh, we got reservations. As I said, the, the cantina and Savi's workshop to build a lightsaber are the two, uh, most difficult things to get into. And so for our first session, uh, sorry, our first reservation Friday night, this is before you got there, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unfortunately we ended up with a reservation for the cantina and Savi's workshop at the exact same time. Oh, I'm like, oh shoot! What do we do? We've already paid for the lightsaber, but I really want to go into the cantina, and so we decided, well, let's go over to the cantina and see if they'll let people in before us, because it's like a, it's you're just on a wait list, right? So let's let mm-hmm. a few people in the wait list ahead of us, and then we'll, you know, we'll show up after we build the lightsaber. So I go and I ask the cast member if we can do this. I'm like, hey, you know, I got a lightsaber reservation, and uh, is there any way? And she she stops me. She's like, scrap building. Yep. I'm like, no, no, That's lightsaber right. building, scrap building. And I'm getting confused. I'm like, lightsaber building, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, okay, she clearly knows what I'm talking about, right? Everyone knows that you can build lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge. Why does she just in- keep interrupting me, right? Uh, just, just help me. Like, don't, don't correct me on like, wow, why are you calling it scrap? I don't know. All right? and, and all of a sudden, this is, this is like, again, I, I should be clear. This is like an hour into the park, so I'm still getting used to this. And she finally says, I can see you're new to this this planet. The first <laughs> order is right there. Don't say lightsaber out loud. They'll come arrest you. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, yes, scrap oh, building. Oh, got it, yes. Uh-huh. The scrap building. Yes. But that's, that's what makes this land so cool. Uh, it's great. It's it's little yeah. details like that. Yeah, they, you know, there are when you buy stuff, they're like, oh yeah, that's you know, th- you know, thirty points. credits, one two credits, right? Uh, you know, they they never say you know dollars and cents. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's it's incredible. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So shall we shall we get to the food? Because I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, we need to get to the food. Um, what did you think of the food, Tom? I, you know what? I had the I had the fried tip yip on the mashed potatoes at Docking Bay Seven, I, right? Pardon? At Docking Bay Seven. Yeah, Docking Bay Seven. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. Eric had the ribs, the Ronto ribs, and he he liked the ribs, but it was what it was the uh, stuff that was underneath it. They said it was really good. Um, the Melaru juice I had, and this was not at Docking Bay Seven. This was at the other place we went to. Ronto Roasters. Did you go to Ronto Roast- Roasters? I didn't eat at Ronto Roasters. Eric had the oh. um, he had the wrap, which he loved. He loved that. He thought it was really good. Um, I had the Melaru juice, a little too sweet for my palate. That was the one thing about it, but it was it was good. So, um, so the, you know, it was interesting when they were talking about the food. Like some of it looked a little bit out there. Um, yeah. So Docking Bay Seven is uh, it's it's. The, the the cook in universe came from previously worked at um uh, uh Maz Kanata's Maz castle Kanata's place 
and um, and so DocuBay Seven is a little more of a. It's not really true sit down, right? You go order and you take your food down to one of the tables, but you're in a docking bay, and it's fantastic decor in there. Yeah. Um, but if you want something quick, so there's Docking Bay Seven. That's more sit down. They have like lunches and dinners. If you want something sit down, there's Ronto Roasters, and uh, there's uh, a, a kettle uh, corn place where you can buy this popcorn and, and stuff. Um, and of course, there's Blue Milk. Looking at blue it, blue and green, uh, blue and green. The Ronto Roasters. Looking at it, I wasn't all that impressed online. I was like, eh, it doesn't look amazing. It turned out to be my favorite thing there. Uh, I loved the Ronto wrap. It was. Del- I'm, yeah. I'm actually craving a Ronto wrap right now. Like, I, I still want to go back and get one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what um, he had. The breakfast one, I think, for the Ronto wrap. The yeah, one the breakfast one the... was very good too. I preferred the the. So I had I had the I had the, the the breakfast version has egg, and yeah. the, uh, um and then the the regular version is more like a it's like a sausage in a pita bun with like coleslaw, but that doesn't do it justice. Like, it doesn't taste like any of those ingredients. Um, and it, it's just absolutely delicious. And then, of course, Melu Run juice, which, you know, that's cool to see Melu Run from, you know, Rebels and everything. Um, and so, and of course, Rontorosas also has a Nuna turkey jerky, which I tried a little bit of. Um, and they have other drinks as well. So that was probably my favorite one. Um, you know, it was just really, it was really good. Uh, Ron, uh, Docking Bay 7 uh, was... It was okay. I didn't have any of the dinner um, options. For lunch, I had the fried tip yip, uh, which was, I think that's what you said you had, Tom, right? Yeah, that's what I had. What were your thoughts? It was like, what were your thoughts on the tip yip? I liked it. I, I thought the mashed potatoes were interesting. It's, it, it, it was a, it was a taste that I never really had before, but it was, it was good. It was like a giant um, chicken nugget on a, it it was, Bound, but it was, mashed it was potatoes. a decent size. It was kind of like a really big, decent sized chicken nugget. Yeah, you know, and it was good. I mean, I wouldn't say it was incredibly dry. You know, it was good it, for what it was. It was good, and like I said, Eric, he had the ribs, and he liked them. He liked what was underneath an awful lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it was good food. I mean, I, the one thing I I wish I would have gotten was the uh, Ronto wrap later in the day because I. You know, since Eric got the breakfast version, I'm not a I'm not a breakfast guy, but the round trap later in the day sounded like that was something to probably get. So the next time I go back, I've got to get one. Yeah, you you definitely need to go try it. And and, and Stephen, when you're there, I highly recommend it. The Ronto um, wrap. The okay. Ronto wrap. Like I would just go there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was that good. Wow. Um, <clears throat> uh, Docking Bay Seven. I we also had um, some move juice, and uh, Aaron and I went back for dessert uh, late in the evening and got the oi oi puff at the. Um, uh, the Batu Bonds and a Fatro uh, uh, drink. And uh, the desserts were, yeah, the, the oil puffs and Batu Bonds were both delicious uh, as well. I should have gone back later with you guys, but man, I just. No, no, I, that's I, okay. That's okay. You guys, you guys had to get back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, uh, had, we had to get our room. So yeah, overall docking bay seven, it was, it was decent. Uh, yeah. Ronto roasters. Excellent. Um, yes. Yeah, especially the atmosphere of Ronto Roaster to see that uh, pod racer engine mm-hmm. and the animatronic of the robot just sitting there, just turning all the stuff yeah. over the open, open the, over the quote unquote open flame. Yeah. That was actually really cool. Yeah. It's very fast. They, they get you through in and out real quick. Um, yep. And so Ronto Roasters is the place to go. Um, there's also, if you want a quick snack, cat's kettle, 
which has like a kettle corn, um, popcorn, and uh, did you did you try that one, Stephen? Uh, uh, Ted? No, <laughs> it's not Ted. Neither Ted or Stephen. Ted. Tom. Hmm. Let me see. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I can't speak for Ted or Stephen, but um, as for me, no, I I've I've kind of I've kind of given up on popcorn of late, so. Mm. that one was really good too um, uh-huh. it was delicious it was like a combination of like kettle corn and I forget what the other it was like almost like a <laughs> it's almost like fruit loops in the I don't know I, that makes oh, it sound not great it was it was delicious the kettle corn was, was really kettle good kettle corn and fruit loops it's, it's, it, that, that I came... almost feel like it's not a good description because that, that makes it sound wit and wait not that great it was uh-huh. really good uh, cat's kettle but, and you can even buy a, a mouse droid that's what i was gonna say it yeah. came with a mouse droid thing right yeah yeah um so yeah but uh, ronto roasters i think wins my wins my vote followed by cat's kettle and then docking bay seven um blue milk tom did you get the blue milk i skipped the blue milk even though it's rice rice milk almond yeah. milk i kind of i have to stay away from that stuff so yeah it was okay so it was I guess it, it had a line then. though. That was the thing that impressed me. It did. It had a line. It did. That's and mobile orders are to me. Mobile orders yeah. are your friend. Yeah. You can order on the, the in the app that, on your phone and, and and pick it up, and it's so much faster. Yeah, and I think the places that uh, Docking Bay Seven and and the place where uh, the other place, I think they all have the mo- mobile yeah. ordering. So if you can take advantage of it, take advantage of it. Definitely, definitely. Um, I thought the blue milk was okay. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts, Stephen. Once you once you go, uh, I know a lot of people who really liked it. Um, it's it was kind of a, um, it's like rice and I think soy milk or rice I, and uh, two different types of milk. Yeah, uh, not, not real milk. It was like rice milk. milk and something else. Um, <clears throat> I think of the two, the blue milk was the best. The green milk was more, um, floral. I guess. Uh, I love. Uh, I love smoothies and other stuff. It was just kind of, eh, it was okay. Uh, I, it's not something I'd probably get every time. Versus the Ronto roasters, were no, no joke. Right now, I just, I want, I wish I could like fly down and get a Ronto wrap. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe uh, if I'm heading down that way, I'll send you one. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna head. head. Look, it's gonna be a while before I head down there again. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so those were good. Um, what else? What else? Oh, the cantina. Yes. You have experience with the cantina. Yeah. Cantina, so unfortunately so. we didn't. So Aaron and I got into the cantina. Everyone else had to, uh, had to leave early, unfortunately on Friday to go pick up people at the airport. So, uh, so Aaron and I got in with, with ACE, uh, into the cantina. The three of us went and, um, uh, we, I, I kind of regret not, uh, spending more time in there we we wanted to get out and do other stuff because we we were we wanted to like really enjoy it with other people and so we ended up with a spot at the bar and um it, amazing detail so cool uh it really does feel like you're in a cantina with like you know uh, uh dj rex stand, you know spinning tunes in the background and um a bunch of crazy different types of drinks um you know all sorts of like some some really fancy collectibles uh, too. You could get like a um, ah, shoot, which which creature was it? Uh, was it a reek? No, uh, maybe it was a reek. Uh, like a uh, basically, you could get like a, a flight of of beers with like real. Oh like, yeah, tusks. It's, one, it's the the teeth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or it was rancor? Maybe it was, maybe it was rancor tusks uh, teeth. Anyway, 
it was like crazy you could actually like buy it i you know didn't um but like really cool collectible mugs and stuff uh and the drinks were interesting too i got the um uh, which one the fuzzy tauntaun uh, which makes your lips a little tingly. Um, but just the presentation was really cool. Pretty pricey in there, um, but great atmosphere. Uh, I wish I could have spent more time because we, we only spent maybe 20 minutes in there. Uh, you could have a maximum of 45 minutes and two drinks, but we got after one drink and, and 20 minutes because we, we kind of wanted to come back with the rest, with everyone else and not ruin too much of the experience, you know, because we wanted to, you know, share it with everyone for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone else unfortunately had to leave by the time we got into the cantina. And sadly, we never got back in. The line was that difficult to get into. Yeah, the line was pretty pretty difficult to get in. Um, and so we tried. We tr- we didn't try that for the morning reservation, but we tried for the next two, and we just couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't get back in. Unfortunately, so. Yeah, we tried real hard when we got there. Like I mentioned earlier, we we got in line and they ended up capping it. I think right. In- not not too long after we got in that line, they ended up capping it like right there. Yeah. So like if my own regret, I, I don't think I got as much time in the cantina as I as I'd wanted. Um, but other than that, I I really got to do pretty much everything. Uh, pretty much everything I wanted. You know, spent fourteen hours in the park. Uh, pretty much got to do and see everything. Um, I think after. You know, if if you if you do things the if you're able to kind of like optimize, you could probably get it all done in the four hour reservation. I mean, this isn't really yeah. a big deal anymore because the reservations are now up. Um, but you could probably do everything in four hours if you optimize. Eight hours felt really good. Um, you know, by by the fourteenth hour, you know, I I was not wanting to leave just because we had the reservation in Star Wars. Um, but you know we could have left and not missed out on anything, but it was fun to like explore and take a look at things from different, different angle and take pictures and try to find little Easter eggs. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. I I think you don't, you know, four hours was, you know, four to eight hours is used probably plenty, especially for people who are not big star Wars fans. And of course you can always go back and try other food. I did. I did. I yeah, tried I most of the agree. food except for Docking Bay Seven. I didn't do all the food Docking Bay Seven, but other than that, I tried to get sample almost everything. So yeah, any, I don't know. Any other questions, Stephen, or thoughts, Tom? No, I. Uh, I just okay. So I, this is maybe this is kind of arbitrary. If you had to rate it out of I don't know, ten Womp Rats, how would you guys rate it? Nine. Yeah. Yeah, a nine. Yeah, nine, nine Womp Rats out of ten. I think the only reason it's not a ten out of ten is I wish the Millennium Falcon was a little bit more uh, challenging and freeform, or like you could actually sit in the gunner seats or something. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, the the, the Andorian tip-yip um, was not all that great. It kind of dis- made me disappointed um, in, in doc- the quality of Docking Bay 7. The desserts were much better, and so maybe the other food's good, too. But... Um, it was just average. And so I think other than that, and, and actually the blue milk was average too. But other than that, like, yeah, nine out of 10 presentation was great. Experience was great. And, and I think, I, I really think if you go back to George Lucas, when he was at the dedication and he said his famous line is, well, it could have gone wrong. They did this thing so well that, like I said, when you go walking through, 
the area that we went through on Saturday morning and you go walking into the, the black spire that way, it's just framed so well. And you are sitting there with your mouth open, like, wow. I mean, it, when we went in the second time in the afternoon, everybody had their phones up. That was the one thing where you're like, you know, since you're, we'll just say veterans that you're just mm-hmm. like, please, we got to get to the cantina because we got to get reservations. Could you just keep moving? Because all these people going in for the first time, their phones were up. Yeah. Taking photos. Like, I, I don't blame them, you know? Yeah, no. And I don't, I don't blame them either. But, but I'm like, you know, it's that experience of just like, it is the wow factor that you're just like, mm-hmm. they did so well with this. As a Star Wars fan, I'm like, I, I loved it. I loved every minute. And I'm, I know that there's a lot of stuff in there I did not see for yeah. being in there for the eight hours. Yeah. I, I think if I think it'd be awesome, like the the one you know having people walking around in in, in playing you know street clothes and stuff, kind of pulls you out of the experience a little bit. But even then, not not significantly. I hope though at at, at celebration they have like a you know a, an evening where you know dressing up is strongly encouraged. That would be so cool. Uh, I would really imagine. It, I would imagine to a certain extent. Yeah. I think you know I'd love to see the five of first guys get in there. But and the Mandalorians, yeah. but I think there's going to be that certain extent to where it's like, I think those kind of costumes probably not. True, but even if everyone's like, you know, you have to dress in a themed clothes, yes. right? Yeah, not straight from the movies, but you know, themed. Yeah, uh, I think that could be really. I think that really would cool. be. You would see me cosplay, and I wouldn't be Al from Resistance. <laughs> you could though. I you could, could, but the problem is he doesn't carry a lightsaber. That's okay. Now Tom. I've got the temple guard. Does he? Maybe he's a former Jedi. You don't know that. Well, that's true. I actually um, I actually had a friend of mine. A friend of mine now tells me I have to get that temple guard mask. Yes. They did have and it. I need, yeah. They they have a temple guard mask. Yeah. At Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Um, the, the thing we forgot, though, Tom. Yes. What are you doing with your nine womp rats? Oh God! What am I going to do with my nine womp rats? You know what? I'm going to let my nine womp rats relieve the droid in Ronto roasters from turning the the um, Ronto roasters. I'm going to okay. let them get on top of each other, all nine of them, to where they can actually do that little thing and give that guy a break. You want a little uh, fried womp rat with your uh, Ronto wrap? No, 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 no! They're not being cooked. I know, but sometimes accidents happen. Oh, you mean? Oh, that's that's what happened to the tenth one. I got it. Okay, that's why I only have nine. It was the tenth one that went in. Got it. They they pushed him. Ah, uh, nice, nice. There you go. Okay, uh, so what would you do with your nine wamp you know, rats? You I think I think my nine wamp rats are gonna sneak onto the Millennium Falcon and uh, pilot it when no one's looking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 very excited. Also, I never saw any porgs on the Falcon. I thought I'd heard that they were there. You know, that's I true. I never saw them either. Yeah. So that's okay. Hmm. But no, highly highly recommended. I cannot wait for you yeah. to go there yourself, Stephen, and and try all of these in in August. I'm very very excited. It's, Would love it's, to hear your thoughts it. when you're done. They did an incredible. Oh, job. you will. Yes. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll have a follow up review on the show on the show once you go, yeah, and uh, and see. But uh, yeah, no, they did a incredible incredible job overall. The detail was great. Uh, actually, they didn't play a lot of music. Uh, that that Galaxy's Edge theme, they did not play all that often. That's true. Um, 
I heard it a little bit here and there, but not not all that much. But again, they're trying to make it feel like the real world. Right. So. I did hear at one point. I heard Rex DJ. Yeah. From the radio station. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, he's DJing throughout the throughout the park. Yeah. So I did hear that. Places, so. Yeah. So. Go to Galaxy's that's... Edge, folks. Yeah. Go enjoy it. Highly recommended. Uh, I, yep. I my hope is that it does not get too much crazier once the reservations yeah. end because. You know, right now they're keeping the flow of traffic pretty good. Uh, I'm very curious to see how it how it ends up going. You know, this week once they lift that. Yeah, we'll hear about it starting increase. tomorrow. Interestingly, the rest of Disneyland was was pretty uh, uh, quiet. Pretty quiet. You know, I, yeah. I, my guess is everyone was trying to stay far, far away from Disneyland during the the initial preview period for Galaxy's Edge. If you didn't have a ticket for Galaxy's Edge, you probably weren't going to the park. Yep. Um, so it was kind of a, it was a perfect time to, to to go to Disney. Okay, so I think that kind of wraps it up, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, we will be back um, in, uh, in soon with our review of Pirates Price. <laughs> awesome, awesome, Good awesome book. book. Go read it. Starring uh, none other than Hondo Anaka as he tells the stories of his time on the Millennium Falcon and how the Falcon got to Batu. So if you want to find that out, read it and not just read it, listen to the audiobook because you know when we release our review, we're going to we're going to talk full spoilers. You got to listen to the audiobook. You you really do. Be, here's here's why. You want to know why you should listen to the audiobook? Yeah, let's, say, let's, let's play a sample, William. Here's here is why you should listen to the audiobook version of Pirate's Price. Here's a here's a very brief excerpt to close the things out. The day started out like so many others. I woke up in a strange spacecraft. I was alone in the cockpit. The control console was smoking and sparking. Crackle, crackle, fizzle, spark. Oh, and it seemed the two Imperial TIE fighters were shooting at me. It was all very exciting. <laughs> it's, it's great. The oh entire my God. book. The entire book is oh, Hondo voice. Oh my God, I've got to buy that book now. It is so good. It is so good. I highly recommend it. The book is great. The audiobook is even better. Our review is coming soon. You don't want yep. us to spoil. You don't want to miss this one. Uh, you don't want us to spoil it. So uh, definitely read it before. Uh, normally we don't, you know, hype up the audiobook version all that much, but this is this is one that you have to listen to. It's five, yeah, five hours of Hondo Anaka talking about his exploits. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. And on that note, yep, Stephen, Tom, thank you guys for helping us relive Galaxy's Edge. I hope all of no, you listeners problem. get to go. And Steven, when you go, we want to hear your your thoughts as well. Just a couple more months. Just a month and a half, something like that, right? Yep. Almost there. Almost there. Anyway, we'll be back soon with our review of Pirate's Price. And I'm never going to do that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. 
The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.